We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Tuesday, February the 28th, 2023, the final day of February. Appreciate you all tuning in. We are live here in the Daily Crow and the Spurs Up show. Of course, as always, I'm Chris Phillips, your host. Very excited to chat with each and every single one of you. I see Stephen Borwell Jr., Travi, Ethan, what's up? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Again, a lot to get into. It is game day for both baseball and men's basketball as well as South Carolina takes on Mississippi State on the hardwood in Starkville. And the Yardcocks take on North Carolina A&T. At Founders Park. Yes, Jeremy, maybe the biggest news of all. I am hatless yet again. I just like to keep you on your toes. I want to make sure you're awake out there. So if it takes me not wearing a hat, then so be it. But either way, we're rocking and we're rolling. And also, guys, I told you I had big things in store, right? We crushed it last year when it comes to merchandise. We crushed it in many ways. We crushed it in merchandise. I wanted to show off today the golf polos. You see the Beamer Ball polo. It is Adidas, right? Really nice stuff. Some of you have already taken advantage and gotten the golf apparel, but I wanted to show that off. The microphone's in the way right here. You see, we got the Beamer Ball polo on. Absolute fire. The fact that we did the numbers that we did in merchandise last year and did not even sell golf polos is really a bit astonishing when you think about it. It's astonishing when you think about it. Either way, though, really excited that we've got golf apparel. Head over to TSUS.store to get your golf merchandise. Now, again, I hate the fact that this is, like, blocked here. I hate that. Let's see. I don't know. Either way, you guys see it there. But, uh, again, really excited to chat with each and every single one of you. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Seven here on this Tuesday. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Of course, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. As always, go download the Prize Picks app. Go to PrizePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports. Of course, as we embark on the month of March, March Madness is just around the corner. You want to play with prize picks and make tons of money. You're going to be betting on totals. You're going to be betting on spreads. You're going to be betting on futures to win it all. Make sure you play with prize picks also. There's tons of money to win there. And, of course, we will be promoting picks on prize picks. I'm going to get to the gambling side of things. 
It's going to be with prize picks. I might get in with another book as well, but I want to start making gambling content a much, much, much bigger part of what we do here with the Spurs Up show and moving forward. So, again, stay tuned for all that, guys. We're going to win some money. We're going to break the bookie during March Madness. So, again, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show since you again, we're rocking the Beamer Ball golf polo here on this Tuesday. It is a beautiful day. Beautiful day to hit the links in the city, and yours truly just might be doing that. Because why not? When it's 79 degrees outside, when it's a high of 79, why wouldn't you do so? Either way, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Um, something really interesting coming up this morning and something I want to start with. Of course, football is king. We're always talking football, but why not? Because the conversation this morning that I was having with somebody and uh, that really got sparked on social media, right? We talked a little bit about football yesterday, and and I made the comment in regards to the Georgia game and, and the challenge that that would present. Of course, posted the clip this morning, and someone replied, and I checked, and yes, I believe this person is a Gamecock from what I have seen, from what I've seen from his profile. So I posted, the hype train rolls full steam ahead into year three of the Shane Beamer era. Do the Gamecocks have what it takes in the trenches to challenge Georgia for the SEC East title? Hunter Vincent on Twitter replies, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. There shouldn't be any hype. This is a seven to eight win team at best. If you say otherwise, then you're just a fan hoping and praying. Realistically, eight wins is the max for this team. Eight wins is the max. The maximum in year three of Shane Beamer. I I just find that interesting because I think most would label seven wins or less in year three a disappointment. If I just, knowing the Gamecocks fan base, and if the expectations were what they were last year, then I don't think there's any way going into year three anybody would be satisfied with seven and five or worse. So, what are your thoughts? I mean, does this guy have a point? Is eight wins the ceiling? Is that the best case in the regular season for the 2023 team? And then I'm seeing a lot of a lot of replies, a lot of comments where, you know, I'm seeing the, you know, we're going to win nine, we're going to win ten. I'm actually seeing a lot of people agree with this guy. I, which surprises me a little bit. Have people tempered expectations? I don't know. I, I just, it, it kind of surprised me. You know, I, I like to, with my content, open-ended banter. That's what I pride myself on, especially when it comes to TDC. I, I like to get a feeling on where you guys are at. Just what fans are thinking. How fans are feeling in regards to, you know, the season or the program or just the state of affairs with South Carolina. So, I mean, how are you guys feeling going into going into this season? Would you agree with that? That eight wins is sort of the ceiling. It is the best case scenario. Hunter Kelly says we're going 12-0. and 0. Mark my words. Hunter, your words have been marked because we're not going 12-0. and 0. That's just silly. That's just silly. 
Leonard Matthews says, I say nine and 10 with a bowl win. Brandon Ward says, I said 10 wins easy and possibly possibly to pull out a big win. Jeremy Wardell, I think 10 is max. Seven is a disappointment. Okay. Yeah, I, I tend to look at this season and, you know, my way too early predictions were nine and three. My predictions will probably change. Uh, you know, I always tell you guys they're always subject to change, right? I, I, I'm, I'm given the freedom to change between January and July, right? It makes sense. Um, because I will lock in my official season predictions in the month of July, the week before SEC Media Days. South Carolina needs to improve some areas. There's no question. I, I mean, you look at, you know, again, a lot like last year where we we spoke on, hey, here's the reasons this could be a season where we overachieve. Here's some concerns. Probably going to lie somewhere in the middle. It's going to be the same way this year, guys. Same way this year. Because you look at all the positives of, of, you know, Spencer Rattler's back, Juice Wells is back. You finished off the season the way you did, tons of momentum, the way you're recruiting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But realistically, this is a football team that loses talent and experience up front on both lines of scrimmage. You lost both your top edge guys. I know Jordan Strawn is back, which is a very big deal. Right? You lose both of your top corners. You lose a safety in Devonnie Reed. Both your top corners in Rush and Cam Smith are gone. Marshawn Lloyd is gone. Jaheim Bell is gone. So, I mean, there, 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 there are real questions. There, there are real questions on this team. And you lose players from your defensive front, and you lose Sherrod Green and Brad Johnson, linebackers, from a defense that couldn't stop the run. Could not stop the run at all. Again. Was even worse last year than year one of Beamer. So, I guess the question I would pose is this here today. The question I would pose is this. What's more likely? A 10-win season or a 7-win season? Like, what is South Carolina closer to going into the 2023 season? 10 wins or 7 wins? Is it more likely... You finish eight and five in year two. Is it more likely the Gamecocks improve on that eight win mark? So win more than eight? Or is it more likely they take a step back and win seven or less? What's more likely? What's the more likely scenario there? And I think it's I think there's there's arguments to be made both ways. I think there are for sure. I think there are for sure. I'll be honest with you. Again, I'm 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 my way too early predictions nine and three. Right now, if you add nobody else, if you don't add a running back, if you don't add an edge, if you just took the roster you have right now, I think you're closer to seven. I I, I do. I, I think it's more likely you take a step back. And I know I've said many times, doubt Shane Beamer at your own peril, and and I get it. I get it, but. I just, 10 wins feels really aggressive. Feels really aggressive. And it's why I've said multiple times, if you win eight or more, it's a great season in year three of Beamer. It's a, it's a great season. On the other hand, you know, I, I get it, man. I, I get it. Spencer Rattler's back. Juice Wells is back. It's, it's kind of the same pressure that you felt going into last year where it was like, man, it would just be such a shame if you don't get the most out of these guys, if you don't capitalize on having 
you know, one of the most talented quarterbacks in your history on campus. It would be such a shame if you don't capitalize. Jeff Gullish says, I can see us swapping Tennessee win last year with a Missouri win and Tennessee loss this year. Tennessee is far from a given this year. <laughs> far from a given. I, I know what we did at home against them, but you got to go to Rocky Top. They'll have revenge on their mind. Last time you were there, you got blasted. Tennessee is the – you're going to be an underdog in the Tennessee game. That, no question. That, that's, a, that's a fun – let's do that. Because I, I saw somebody – I saw somebody comment something – uh, about South Carolina is going to be an underdog against Georgia and every other game's a toss-up or you're going to be a favorite in every other game. And, and I just could not disagree more. Guys, you're an underdog to UNC right now. I don't think that's going to stick, but like you opened up as a one-and-a-half-point dog. So, this and this would be a fun piece of content. Talking about gambling content, we're getting into it right now because my way too early spread predictions, right? And these are pure guesses. And you know what, too, by the way, side note before we get into this, I love, like, I love the people on social media that you post way too early predictions, projections. Like, my buddy's over at 11.7, right? Ben Upton, they do a great job. He posted his, you know, my field of 64 right now after what I've seen after two weeks. It's a harmless projection. Gamecocks, by the way, projected as a regional host in his projections. It's a harmless projection. Harmless projection. And, dude, there's people on specifically Facebook. It's really the boomers of Facebook. There's just people that act like you kick their dog. I'm like, what do you have to be going through in life for this to upset you to this degree? Like, it's content, bro. It's content. I'm going to post it. You know why? Because it causes a stir and it makes you act like a fool. Like, people on Facebook, bro, I, I just, it's like, I, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand some people. It's so funny. It's kind of like, too, when we had the weekly MVP award, and it was the Cock Commander MVP. And, dude, people on a weekly basis were losing their shit. Change the name of this award. I'm like, you only make me want to do it more. I almost made the baseball MVP the Cock Commander Award because I just wanted to see people on Facebook lose their shit because it's so funny. Either way, that's a bit of a side note. I just don't know why people like it's content. It's fun. We talk about it. We discuss it. It's just fun. It's fun. I, I think it's fun. On that note, going down the schedule, my way too early spread projections for each and every single game. How many games will you be a favorite? How many games will you be an underdog? Will there be any that's a pick em? Let's go down the list. UNC, I think you're a favorite by the time Toe meets Leather. I, I do. I, I think you're going to be, like J.C. Sherbert said last week, a three to a seven-point favorite. Somebody keep tally of this, by the way. I don't have any of this written down. I'm just going down the schedule. So UNC, I think you're a favorite. Furman, there will be no spread. They're an FCS opponent. At Georgia, you're an underdog. We all agree there. Mississippi State at home. A lot of this will depend on how you looked against UNC in Georgia. Let's assume you beat North Carolina. Let's say you start 2-0, 2-1. You're 2-1 going into Mississippi State. I think you are a favorite, okay? So you're a favorite in two of your first three games that have a line on them. At Tennessee, in Neyland, I think you're an underdog. I think Tennessee's the favorite. Guys, Tennessee's going to continue to get hype. 
Josh Heupel, what he's built in Knoxville, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, they're going to plug whatever quarterback in and he's going to put up gaudy numbers because the system's quarterback friendly. Therefore, Tennessee's going to have good offense and they're going to be flashy and therefore they're going to get hype because when you have a good offense, you have a shot, right? You have a shot. You got to have a good offense. They're going to have a good offense basically every year. And Tennessee's going to be a good team. I, I don't think Tennessee's taking some major step back going to six and six. They're going to be around an eight, nine, maybe 10 win team again. At Tennessee, you are an underdog. I'm not saying you're going to lose, but you're an underdog against the Vols. Bye week. Florida at home. Florida at home. And again, what's what's hard to project about these is a lot of these, and obviously it depends on where you are at that point in the season. Right? But I'm just going off of right now. Florida at home. I think you're a slight favorite. I, I do. I just Florida's a mess. Florida's a mess. Even after last year, I think you're a slight favorite. At Missouri, God almighty, the Mizzou game. Gosh! (laughs) You were the favorite last year, right? And you lose. You were a dog two years ago in Como, and I thought that was crazy, and yet you lose. I wonder how Vegas looks at this one. You know what I mean? Like... Because on one hand, like, do I think right now, if I put on paper, is South Carolina a better football team than Missouri? I think so. I think so. But how can I, in my right mind, make the Gamecocks a road favorite? When you haven't beaten them. You can't beat them. Drinkwitz owns you. He owns you. This is turning into the Kentucky game, guys. This is turning into the Kentucky game. Where it was like, There wasn't a year where Gamecock fans didn't feel like we had the better team. Or didn't feel like we didn't have the better team, I should say. Like, it it was never, that was never the case. But, or Kentucky just kept beating you year after year after year. That's kind of what this is turning into. Is South Carolina the favorite? I'm tempted to just say it's a pick them. I I really am. I don't know how you can give the Gamecocks the edge. But let's just say, let's say South Carolina is having the type of season. Let's go off of my 9-3 and three projection. If they're having that type of year, I think the Gamecocks are the favorite. I'll gi- You know what? I'll give it to you. You're the favorite. So South Carolina's the favorite at Mizzou. Debatable. I think it's close, but I'll give us the nod. At Texas A&M. This one's interesting. This one's interesting. What type of season is A&M having? That, that's the key. That's the key. I think you're the dog here. I I actually think you're an underdog to A&M. I think A&M has a bounce-back season. I haven't looked at their schedule, but I I just... They had a miserable year last year. Jimbo Fisher, the heat is on. I think they'll bounce back, and I just think in College Station, a place you have never won, a place you've never won, I think that A&M gets the nod. I think they're a slight favorite, but I think they are the favorite. I think you're the dog in that one, too. Jacksonville State, there will be no spread. Vanderbilt at home, you're a favorite. Kentucky at home, interesting game. Interesting game, what they got with Leary at quarterback. I think you're the favorite. I'll give it to you. I think you're the favorite. Clem sucks at home. Now, I picked you to beat Clem sucks in the way too early predictions. I did. And I was one of the few, one of the very few, that was brave enough last year 
to go on record and pick South Carolina to beat Clem Sucks. Gamecocks were a, what, 16-point underdog? In Clem Sucks last year, didn't matter. You got the win. Are you the favorite? Are you the underdog? Again, a lot depends on what type of season each team is having. I hate to say it, guys. I like I, th- I think Clem Sucks is going to have a good year. I really do. I think Garrett Riley's a good OC. Sorry, hate to tell you. There's a reason I wanted him. There's a reason most people wanted him because he's a good OC. Uh, I think Riley and Klubnik will do good work together. I'm not saying they're going to beat South Carolina. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you that I think they're going to navigate the ACC with no problem. You know, Florida State will be a tough game. Notre Dame will be a tough game. I don't know why people think they're going to lose to Duke. Clem sucks is not losing to Duke. I, I I just, I mean, I hope they do, but I, I don't know why that's some sexy pick. They got to go to Durham. Like, okay, who's, what are there going to be, 3,000 people there? Slap dick. I, I, slap dicks are picking Duke to win that game. Anyways, I, I think that Clem sucks is probably coming in with, at minimum, nine wins. Where's South Carolina? Are we at eight? Are we at seven? Are we at nine? I think Clem Sucks is a slight favorite. I, I think Clem Sucks is probably the slight favorite. Again, this is all Vegas. This is not picks. These are just what I think Vegas is going to do. And you guys know Vegas doesn't give South Carolina a whole lot of benefit of the doubt. So I don't know if anybody's got the math done there, but I've got you underdogs against Clem Sucks, A&M, Tennessee, and Georgia. So four of your games, which would actually be pretty damn good. So you remove... That one, six ball games, which is, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. But the narrative, and the reason I just did that, the narrative that some dude said on, on Twitter that, you know, every, every, um, you know, every game you're a favorite or it's, the, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. You're not a favorite in every game. I mean, Brad Crawford released a way too early or whatever win total. Vegas win total. He had seven and a half. So, I think Vegas would probably side on with me and say that I'm probably right. So, let's get into your questions, guys. I know I just kind of went off on a... uh, I know I kind of went off on the the tangent there. John Edward, Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham holds 40,000. It'll be opening weekend. That place in Durham will be full. John Edward... Does Duke sell out football games? I mean, I'm not even trying to, like, be funny at this point. I mean, I I guess I've just never – I don't feel like putting Duke and hostile environment in football. I've never heard of that in the same sentence, my guy. I've never heard of that in my entire life. I know this isn't the Duke football of old, but – I don't know. I've never heard of such a thing. Never heard of such a thing. Let's see. All right. Getting back into your questions, I want to hear from you all. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, <laughs> Travi, we have to get our O and D lines in order before we start talking about a gaudy 10-win season. If our lines can improve drastically, it could be possible. Travi, I agree. That's why we're recruiting so hard there. Hunter Kelly, they might put the freshman quarterback in. We got a chance. Who's going to put the freshman quarterback in, Hunter Kelly? You talking about Georgia? 
Uh, Erting Irie, if Rattler's hurt, is Reno ready? Reno's not even going to be on campus. He, he is 2024 class. He won't be here until next year. Jeremy Wardell, I will take South Carolina in the points. Big versus North Carolina. Rattler will throw for 600 yards on that garbage defense. Okay. I hope so. Lynn Turner, Beamer magic is a thing. If Rattler didn't believe he would be gone, I like being the underdog. I hear you. Will Hall, I saw your text, by the way, Will. Sorry, just joined the feed. Curious your thoughts about Kitchens going to UNC, what that means for an offensive playbook overhaul since he surely had his hands all over it. Well, Will, I mean, we were going to change the offense anyways because we have a new OC. So I, I, I don't... I don't worry too much about it, Will. I, you know, it, it is weird. It's a strange dynamic for sure. But, I mean, I, I think you change up a lot of things from year to year. But, um, yeah, it is weird, right? It is weird, right, Will? I mean, it feel like you feel like he's got the the industry secrets. But good to get him out before spring ball, before you start to, like, actually install things. And, um, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, they'll, they'll change up the verbiage, Will, at minimum for that game so that, you know, kitchens can't. Yeah, Kitchens can't screw us. So, Dave Garrick, if we can get a B grade on the offensive line closer to 10. I hear you, Dave. Yeah. O-line for sure. The O-line can play well. Uh, Jeff Gullage also seeing us swapping A&M in Florida. A&M L, Florida W this year versus last year. Fair. John Edwards said favorite at Mizzou. I mean, I, John, again, I, John Edward, excuse me. John Edward, I, like, I don't disagree that we're the better team, but were we the better team last year? I mean, we, we got we got our butts whooped. We didn't just lose. got our butts whooped. That's why I picked it as a loss in my way too early predictions, man. Like, I just, you know, and I, you know, to be fair, I picked it as a loss in 2021 and people got pissed off about it. But it's just like, bro, Drinkwitz just has our number. Got our number. Austin Gregory, South Carolina is arguably, arguably the reason Drinkwitz still has a job. Yeah, that's a very good point. Luke RJ, I think we beat Mizzou this year. Beamer breaks another streak. I hope so, Luke RJ. We need to start beating them. Austin Gregory makes a great point. The last time the Gamecocks beat Kentucky and Mizzou in the same season was 2013. John Edward, opening weekend. Clem sucks being in town. Those fans will show up, my opinion. Duke won't beat Clem sucks, but it'll be a tight game. We shall see. Carson Beck. Currently listed as QB1 at Georgia. Gunnar Stott enlisted as QB3. Well, Georgia's going to be hella talented. Georgia's going to be hella talented. I mean, no question about that. Travi, at some point, we'll need to break in a new quarterback. Rattler will be gone for the 23 season. You know, Travi, I mean, here's the thing, though. I, I You know, we kind of had that same thought process last year. I thought Rattler was going to be one and done. You thought he was going to be one and done. We all thought he was going to be one and done. How many other quarterbacks played last year, Travi? I mean, how many other quarterbacks played? I mean, Luke Doty, but did any young guys see any action? No. So, you know, I know as fans, we sit here and like, would it be ideal to get these young guys in and be up by 50, you know, and, and, and have those opportunities to get them in? Sure. But I mean, Heck, I thought last year SC State, you know, oh, we're going to be up by fifty, and we're going to get we're going to get Braden Davis in and Tanner Bailey, and pff, that game was a struggle. Like we needed those games <clears throat> for our starters to build rhythm. So I don't know that that's not the case this year. You know, I don't know that it's not the case this year. And I just think, like as fans, again, it, it's we think of it almost like in the the NCAA football mentality of like, okay, we'll sub in the second team, we get up by thirty, like. 
I don't think the coaches think about that as much as we think they do. In, and I'm and I'm not on the staff. I could I'm just totally guessing, but I think they're more so focused on okay, let's just win this year, develop this year, you know, worry about this year, and next year will be next year. Next year will take care of itself. But we need to win now. We need to we need to do what we can to be the best we can be right now, right? So, you know. Look at Gad. I love that. Look at Gad making. I love that. Gad was paying attention. Gad was paying attention with the TDC spreads. I love that. Thank you, Gad. Thank you, Gad. I appreciate that. I appreciate that greatly. You're the man. You're the man. Anyways, guys, 843-790-337. It's always fun talking football. It, it is, right? It just, it. I was talking to my buddy last night about this. We were smoking cigars, having a good time, but it's just like nothing. It it's it is fascinating how just nothing moves the needle like football, man. It, nothing moves the needle like it. It nothing does it, man. It's it's cool, you know. It's it's just cool. It's very cool. Mm-mm-mm. Austin Gregory, yes, I did see your Twitter message. Dylan Stewart upgraded to number one player overall according to on three. Gamecocks lead his recruitment with a 30% chance to land second place Maryland. Yeah, I think we got him. I think we got him, Austin. The, 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 the whole, the domination of the DMV is incredible. <clears throat> I mean, it's wild. I, I It's just absolutely crazy. <clears throat> Jeff Gullis says, we don't have a blowout game on our schedule this year. Jeff, I mean, are you... You, Jeff, you do think we blow out Furman, correct? I mean, I, I would, I, I'm assuming you're not counting. I'm assuming you're not counting the, the FCS games. I think Vandy at home, Jeff. I, I think we can handle late in the season too. Again, it's at Willie B. I, I think we can handle that. I mean, but to your point, how many games are we going to win by? Let me, let me let me ask you this. Of the games we win, how many games will we win by double digits? I think we could actually beat UNC by double digits. I think we could beat Mississippi State by double digits. I mean, I guess can we and will we are, are two very different things. Um, you know, uh, could we beat Florida by double digits? Maybe, you know. Mizzou, you'd like, but I, I, we just need to win that one. Vandy, I think we could certainly beat uh, double digits. I think Kentucky's probably a close game. Clem sucks will be a close game. So, yeah, I mean, th- there aren't a ton of blowouts on the schedule, but it's SEC football, man. I mean, there aren't a ton of blowouts, period. But th- there will be some that are unexpected. There's no doubt. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Lynn Turner of the year, Alabama came to Duke. There were Bama fans buying season tickets to get guaranteed tickets to the game. I'm sure it's a little different now, but it used to be a running joke up here how cheap the Duke season tickets were. Austin Gregory, assuming that you pick us to sweep Clem Sucks, looking at our schedule, when will you choose the Yardcocks to lose their first game? Austin Gregory, that's a great question. Um, assuming because that's an assumption because I haven't I haven't dropped a prediction and listen I, I it's a rivalry I could see South Carolina losing a game this weekend I mean it's it's 
I say that, and then on the hand, I'm like, which starting pitcher are they going to be? Like, real it. But, you know, it's baseball. You know what I mean? It's baseball, and, and you're not going to win them all. We're going to lose. I, mean, I guarantee you we're going to lose. But it's, let's just, for fun, let's say that we we sweep Clem Sucks. I mean, I after that, you've got the Citadel at home in the midweek. I, I could see you losing a midweek game the following week. I, I could see, like, that at USC Upstate in Floor Field – you know, let's say Eli Jerzenbeck gets the start. I mean, I, I could see, I could see the freshman getting hit around. I, I could see that happening. You know what I mean? I could see that. Offense has an off night, and you lose a game. I think you're going to sweep Bethune Cookman the, the following weekend. I, I mean, I, you know, we'll, I'll look it up real quick. Who have they played? What have they done? I, I don't think Bethune Cookman. I don't think Bethune Cookman is much to worry about. I'm just curious at this point who they've. Let's see. They're six and two. Beat Lehigh two of three, lost to FIU 12 to two. Swept Purdue Fort Wayne in a four-game series. But they've got UCF tonight. So <laughs> that'll be interesting to see how they fare in that one. They also, they also, the week of the game against South the series, I should say, against South Carolina, they play at Florida State. So that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, Gamecock should take care of business in that one. And then the following week, you play PC in the midweek and then at Georgia for three. So, I mean, listen, you got a great shot to get off to a, a hell of a start. I mean, an incredible start. So, but that's, again, assuming I don't pick us to lose a single game this weekend. And you never know. You never know. I haven't made my pick. I have made my pick for the baseball game today, though. I got Yardcocks winning 12 to nothing. I mean, it, it, guys, it's kind of name your score. North Carolina A&T. Not a whole lot to worry about there. Um, like I said, sort of just name your score, if you will. So, Anyways, guys, would love to hear from you. 843-790-3377. You know, Luke RJ requested a couple weeks ago that I not wear a hat because he felt like chaos ensued. Madness ensued when I didn't wear a hat. I don't think that that level of chaos and madness will happen again. And I don't want that level of chaos or madness to happen again. I've really actually enjoyed the peace on social media lately. It's been nice. For whatever reason, the start of the year, things were kind of wacky. Hit the fan a couple of times. But uh, things have been pretty good. But we also haven't lost a game yet in baseball. So, no, nah, things have been good. Things have been good the last couple of weeks. It's been nice, nice and peaceful. Not nearly as much chaos, just, just to focus on quality content and and games and, and and different topics and discussions. It's been nice. It's been nice. Austin Gregory, I, I don't know what the best start is historically, but I do point back to the 2016 team. The 2016 team, Austin. That's the best start I can recall in recent memory. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Skyler, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. What's going on? I don't know if you've done your research. I have. Uh, I, I, this came from Monty Lee, and and which I I didn't believe, but Friday night's Penn starters going to the University of Virginia, and uh, the Sunday guys going to Virginia Tech. I did hear about a guy. I think they've also got a reliever going to Virginia Tech as well. So, 
So they got some guys. Going they got some studs. Guys. Yeah, I mean, they, they got some studs. Dude. That's for sure. I mean, that's. I didn't realize that. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, there, there are certainly there, there are slap dicks out there that'll just look at pin across the jersey and and think that that's a. Again, it's it's bringing a foot it's bringing a football mindset to baseball. People don't understand how like a school like Penn could have good players, but they do. They do. You know what I mean? This isn't again. It's not like football. You have to remove yourself from that thought process. So, yeah, I mean, they mentioned that on the broadcast a couple of times that you know guys going to Duke or Vitech or or whatever. And I mean, Hensler and I think Ben Miller from that lineup could probably play in any SEC lineup. So you know, we're not crowning Penn as like they'd win the SEC, but they they you know especially on the bump. You know, like you just mentioned, they got some arms, so. I didn't give them enough credit. I'm not going to lie. I still think, you know, one for seven and leaving 19 guys on base is a problem, but they still deserve credit where credit's due. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think that's excusable. I don't care who you play. I don't care if you're playing the best team in college baseball. I mean, you can't leave 19 runners on base. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, that, 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 was, a, that was not your – you know, people say that was an Ivy League team. That that was just not your your typical non-conference series. And so to sweep them is impressive. I mean, it would have been a good series win, I think, honestly. But to sweep them, that was big. That was big. And plus, and plus uh, it's better to be battle-tested than not battle-tested when you get into situations in the SEC. Oh, yeah, because we're going to play a lot of close games. We're going to play a lot of close games and to come back like that and, and – uh, yeah, I mean, face adversity I mean, too. They know how to handle it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just love how this team comes together and fights for each other. You can tell the first time in a long time this this team just got the fight and they play for each other and they got that scrappiness in them. Austin Gregory in our comments asked, "Is Clem sucks considered a step up in competition from Penn?" No. I, I'll you, you so you would say no. I, I was going to no. say that. You know, I think across the board is Clem sucks probably, you know, just deeper with good players than Penn. But, like, I don't know we're going to see anything on the bump that Clem sucks has that Penn didn't. Not from what I've seen from them. I don't think Penn, at least we'll take two out of three out of Clemson this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, that plays in our favor that we just came off a series like that and found a way to sweep and, and played a good team. So, um. And but you know the good news the good news is this Skyland like what what was one of the things that helped the 2010 and 11 and 12 teams so much is that you know in practice they were facing Michael Roth they were facing facing Sam Dyson they were facing Matt Price they were facing John Taylor and Mata and and the list goes on and on they they were facing Blake Cooper you know what I mean like you weren't gonna see anybody better you might see guys that are different but you're not gonna see anybody better. So, like, our guys are facing Will Sanders and Hall and Mahoney in practice. Like, I just – how many guys are you going to see that are better than those three that you're facing? I think I think Noah Hall's the ace of this team, but Will Sanders has the most upside. And if Will can put all his tools together and it can give us seven innings instead of five, mm. that, you know, he'll be a dog too. This is a this is a big start for Will Sanders, man. It's 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 a big start. It's a very big start because I I, I just don't know how they're gonna do the series, Chris. Oh yeah, because of the weather. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm just I'm operating forward as we're playing until you know otherwise, obviously. But I, I mean, it's just it's 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 gonna be a big start for Will again, assuming they can play. It's gonna be a very big start for Will. Um, you know, because he he just had you know. He, 
it's weird again, five innings pitch, zero earned runs. It's like, what are we complaining about? But I, I think the expectations for him are just so high. And then you watch Noah Hall doing what he's doing. And it's like, all right, where you at? You know what I mean? So, but I think it's, I, I, dude, I think it's a positive. I really think it's a positive that there's competition. Um, you know, these guys are competing with each other and, and it's only, you know, you would hope it's only going to push, it's only going to push, um, you know, will Sanders be better? So, you know, looking at the weather report now, Skyline, I mean, it's 90% during the day, 24% at night. So, I mean, I, the, the, the only thing I can think, keep the, keep the field tarped up all day long and hopefully the rain subsides around seven o'clock, you know, seven or eight and try to play it. That's, that's what I would do. The, so. the thing about me is Clemson feels holds water. They don't have a drain system like we have in Columbia. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I obviously do not want the series. I don't want the game canceled. Number one, I'd, I'd hate to see the Friday game move to a midweek. Number two, and you know, so I, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure they've got a plan. I'm sure they're already thinking about it. We'll figure it out, whatever. But uh, tarp the whole field, not just the infield. Tarp the yeah, whole field. Yeah, tarp the whole thing. Yeah, I, I agree, bro. If <laughs> you, you know, if you know it's coming, dude, tarp it, tarp it, get after it. Yeah, you I mean, as long money, as you as long as you tarp it and you got some some whatever the dry dirt, whatever for the mound, you're good. We're, we're rolling. Let's uh, go. The quick dry stuff. Yeah, the quick dry stuff. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So guys might be slipping, and it, hey, put your best put your best cleats on, and let's go. So, hey, what you can do is talk the whole field, put your little, put three or four blowers out there while it's raining, keep underneath the underneath the tarp, uh, get you a couple of squeegees. When you take the top off, squeegee the top right fast, all the way to the fence, and let's roll with it. Yeah, I'm game. Let's just get the game played. Let's just get it played. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to share the information about Penn's pitchers. Uh, so definitely, they did have some studs. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, I, and I think that gives great perspective to people that maybe just again do not. Pins not a team, or you know, we're not going to. But I, Pins a quality team. They got good players. They got good players, and um, you know, I just think the emphasis should be on to get the sweep. And that one's a big deal. That was a, that was a nice series sweep. And sometimes I can get emotional being a fan and show my emotions and jump off the deep end and become a slap dick. It's only because – I mean, bro, you're fine. I was – I listen, I was frustrated Sunday too. I, I just – I mean, it felt it felt so eerily similar to last year and the struggles. I was frustrated with the whole weekend. Outside of Friday's second inning, mm-hmm. you really yeah. didn't do much. You really didn't do much. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> so. Hey, well, this – but the question is, and I think we both know the answer, was last year's team would have came back and won Sunday's game. I think not. No, I mean, I, you know, I think it's easy, too, to sit here and say they wouldn't have, but, I mean, realistically, I don't think they would have. I don't think you'd have won Saturday. I, I don't think you had the bullpen last year to win it. I, I, I don't know that you did. I mean, you, th- you think about it, man, and, like, I, I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to, you know – dog the guys of last year that that bullpen sucked I mean that bullpen just you know we were relying on a bunch of veteran guys that we were like you know really hoping they were going to come into their own and this be their year and bro they were yep. they, it was just bad I mean it's a it was it was bad dude and, and you everybody knows who I'm talking about but those guys just yeah just never just just never could just never could have figured it out 
you you'll know this year because the guys that got significant time last year and maybe got some starts probably won't see the field at all this year unless we're up big. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And For sure. I give, give you some names because uh, I'm not Chris Phillips and I don't got nothing to lose. Uh, Wesley Sweat's one of them. Eli Jones is one of them. Brett Thomas is one of them. I mean, I just don't think you're going to see them guys coming out to be in, in a close game choice. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. All righty. Well, uh, anything you're looking for? Anything you're looking for today? I mean, I, I'd expect a big win. So, I expect the win too. I just, uh, I still pre- kind of predicted predicted a sweep this weekend because I did watch Clemson and they're just really young, all pitching wise, and they have a lot of trouble finding the strike zone. Especially they're they're really young and I wouldn't say undisciplined, but they still have the freshman foes where they get really emotional when a call don't go their way and. And I just think uh, that their coach is a big baby, and sometimes teams take after their coach. And uh, I still feel like we sweep. I, one thing I just don't hope is we don't come in. Uh, what's that? What you want to call it? Emo- emo- emotionally, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call. Well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, controlling I, the emotions of rivalry weekend is huge. Yeah, you you can get out of character. You, you can get out of character. Do some things out of character if you let the emotions. And he just came wild. off of sweet, like a very tough sweet that Clemson's just got swept. So mm-hmm. obviously they're going to be pissed. And we just came off of a tough, tough series. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I sometimes I think those narratives get played a little too much. I mean, I, I get it because it's 18 to 22 year old kids. But, you know, I, I think <laughs> South Carolina, I think we do have, you know, while we've got some youngsters, but I think I, I kind of feel like we've got a group of a veteran team that I think will will handle it the right way. And, uh, you know, listen, fa- fans care more than the players do. Let's just call it for what it is, right? I mean, you think Will McGillis hates Clem Sucks the way we do? Like, you think Gavin Cassis does? You think you think Caleb Denny does? I mean, they do, don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 deeper for fans than it is for the players, right? They, they're not – most of these guys didn't grow up as diehard Gamecocks and and hate hate the rival for their entire life. And, every, and to the point of Clem Sucks being pissed off, why wouldn't they have been pissed off on Sunday after they lost the first two games? So, I mean, you know, what happens if they lose the USC Upstate today? Were they not pissed off enough? I mean, because that's not a guaranteed win, bro. Upstate's a, a, a quality club. So, it'll be interesting to see how they fare in the midweek. But, um, no, nah, anyway, I, to your point, controlling the emotions is big. Though. It, it's because it's different. It's 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 different without a doubt. It's definitely, especially baseball. I just, that just can be me talking football-wise, too. Kind of like you're coming off a rough game one Saturday and you're going to another one next Saturday, mm-hmm. and this is baseball. Like if you if you if you're stressed and you're pissed off, and you're playing with anger in baseball, more than likely you're going to mess up and lose. <laughs> you cannot play with emotions in baseball. Yeah. No, for sure. No, for sure. It, it has to be. It has to be controlled. It has to be channeled. No, I agree with you. So yeah, we'll, you, we'll... Can't, you, can't, you just can't do that. But you can do that in football, but you can't do it in baseball. Yeah. If you think yeah. too much of baseball, bro, you're just gonna you're gonna go out there strike out number one, mm-hmm. make errors, you're just gonna mess up a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, well, I just want to call up that you on that. Uh, I hope we have a fun three day weekend. I'm hoping. Well, I don't know the rules. I'm, I've contacted Lawson about the rules of waiting him to respond since. 
since we do play at one, I wonder if there's a time limit rule. Because if you start the game at nine and the game don't end to twelve, then the boys got to go back to the hotels, shower, eat, sleep, be back. At, I'll be four fields. I have to say at least by nine o'clock in the morning, at least nine. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the weather cooperates. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm definitely excited to see who starts in center field tonight, and I I think they give Messina a break and they put Lee Croy or maybe even French gets to nod at catcher tonight. Yeah, French has been swinging it a little bit. I will say in his his opportunities, he swung it decently. So. So I, I can see French catching tonight and giving, you know, Messina a break and moving Messina to the DH tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's the time to do it, man, the midweek. So I would like to see, you know, uh, them to, to keep giving Petrie, not Petrie. I'm sure Petrie will play tonight, uh, Tiplett. Yeah. See what he can do out there in the outfield again. Yeah, so. I'd like to see him out there as well. No, no offense to Evan Stones. He showed you he's the best, best defensively. But you can't be as bad as he is offensively and not and and play. Yeah. All righty. Fair Cliff. point. Fair point. Skyland, oh. I, I appreciate the call, man. I know we'll talk a lot more about it as we get closer to Friday. Last call. Last call before I go. I just remember what I want to ask you. How do you feel? And this can be being pettiness. One thing I'm not going to like this weekend is, is Monty Lee catching up with his former players and being a Gamecock coach. And I won't get off the air and let you talk about it or maybe <laughs> ask my questions. But obviously, I promise you, me being a Gamecock fan, I, I don't like it. <laughs> hate them. Hate them. Don't like them this weekend. Love them, but love them from a distance. Fair enough. Skyland, I appreciate you, my man. Later. All right, brother. Later. Great stuff from Skyland, and I will say this. Um, you know, to his point, the guys are going to – they're going to conversate in pregame. I mean, it happens. It happens. So – you know, I, I I do wonder how Monty Lee will handle it this weekend. I, I do wonder that how he'll handle the the rivalry and being on the other side and getting all those guys on the Clemsucks roster. They're all guys that he recruited, has great relationships with. But you know, at the end of the day, it's business, and and he'll do everything he can to help the Gamecocks win baseball games. And, and I'm fully confident in that for sure. Uh, guys, let's jump into our first break of the day. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday, the final day of the month of February. How about that? How about that? Austin Greer says, I got us losing tonight 5-3. to Austin, what is your love fest with North Carolina a and I-, I mean, what am I missing? Austin, what do you know that I don't? What do you know that I don't, my guy? What do you know that I don't about the North Carolina A&T Aggies on the baseball field? Screenshotted and posted in the Discord because I need to document that. Austin Greer picking us to lose to North Carolina A&T. I mean, listen, I respect it. I respect all all predictions and whatever. I'm telling you they're a sneaky good team, he says. Austin, I mean, I, I've looked at their schedule, and I mean, who have they beaten that, that, that tells you that? 
By the way, somebody was asking about the best start in school history. The 2016 team started 10 and 0, then lost two of three to Clem Sucks. But that team started 23 and 2. 23 and 2. Swept their first two SEC series. So, hell of a season. dropped his early SEC East predicted order of finish for the 2023 season. He's got the Gamecocks third in the SEC East. He says how it will unfold. By all accounts, South Carolina overachieved last fall, winning eight games in Chamber's second season and finishing inside the top 25 after beating nationally ranked Tennessee and Clem Sucks in November. That being said, will the Gamecocks preseason expectations for 2023 be overinflated as a result? Perhaps. We're taking the bait, though, with Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells returning, along with a veteran offensive front. This team has a real shot at another impressive finish. They can get through a rugged September, including matchups with Georgia, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. He's got Tennessee finishing second in the SEC East. So, Brad Crawford, second in the SEC East. Austin Greer, we'll see. Again, I, I I don't see it. I got twelve nothing. I, I don't see I don't see North Carolina A and T being much of a challenge. I could be wrong. I think James Hicks throws very well tonight. Um, Lance Player, bro, will will he be? You'll be lit if we start three. I mean, Lance, yeah. If, if we beat Georgia, my goodness, yeah, dude. I mean, we'll we'll be the talk of college football if we start three and up. South Carolina's a top ten team if they start three and up. I mean, there's no question. Right? There's no question. Gamecocks are a top 10 team if they beat Georgia. Again, assuming you beat UNC. Anyways, guys, 8437903377. That is 8437903377 here on this Tuesday. Again, like I said, the final day of February. What a busy March we've got in store. What a busy March we've got in store. Going to be on the road a lot, so just prepare yourself for that. But uh Looking forward to it, man. Going to be a blast. SEC play will get going in baseball. Of course, postseason play for women's basketball. The men's basketball season will mercifully come to an end. I, Dude, you know what's so funny? Again, I have that Time Hop app, so I see what was posted a year ago today, two, three, four. I feel like I've been saying the same things about men's basketball like for years. Every year, it's like we get to this point and we can't wait for the season to be over. And it's just so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. You know what I mean? It is. But that's just where we're at. So, women's basketball. Hey, the SEC tournament gets going tomorrow. Gamecocks will play on Friday. Like I mentioned, guys, yesterday, TDC will be 10 12. By the way, I apologize. Yesterday's TDC, the podcast form, did not post for some reason when it was supposed to. 
That is up and available now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And today's, I will be sure it will get out at 3 o'clock as it normally does. Apologies. Sometimes technology is great until it isn't. Um, and that was certainly the case today. Either way, though, really excited for, yeah, we're going to rock TDC 10 to 12 on Friday because Gamecocks, of course, will tip off at noon. We'll tip off at noon. Uh, in their first game of the SEC tournament. I know we're all expecting South Carolina to get the W. I wonder if there's – there's got to be some, like, SEC tournament odds, right? You would think so. Maybe not, though. They're just there's There's not a whole lot of women's basketball odds, unfortunately, so – Let's see. Okay, that's 2022. Oops. I mean, I guess there's no point in making gambling odds for the SEC tournament because uh, we would be such a favorite. What difference does it make? <laughs> I mean, what difference does it make? <clears throat> Let's see. I think they've got the men's odds. Yeah. So the Gamecocks don't even have odds. That's how unlikely it is that South Carolina wins the SEC tournament. Yep. Mm, isn't that something? Love it. Lynn Turner says, sometimes those midweek games, our opponents will throw their ace depending on their weekend opponent. The win means more for them. Than it does for us. I mean, I, Lynn, again, I hear you. I understand that. I'll still side with the Gamecocks today. I, I think South Carolina, again, North Carolina a and I, I, you know, hey, I respect all predictions, and maybe Austin Greer knows something, again, that we all don't. I'll tip my cap to you, Austin, if, if, if North Carolina a and does indeed get the W. I'll tip my cap to you for calling it, but I, I, I don't see it, to be honest with you at this point. But uh, I'll tip my cap to you, no doubt. No doubt. Hoping to see the offensive explosion return, for sure. Hoping to see the offensive explosion return. Uh, Florida, red hot right now on the offensive side. You look at Florida, 102 hits. They are second in the nation, a 685 slugging percentage, which is third in the nation. 23 doubles, which is tied third in the nation. 366 average, which is fifth. 91 runs, which is fifth. 20 home runs, tied sixth, which I get, we have more, actually. And a 461 on base percentage, they are tied for first. So, Florida's crushing. I know Florida's getting a lot of hype. Our good friend, again, Ben Upton over at 11.7. He's actually picking the Gators to be the number one seed overall in college baseball So when, when the postseason hits. So, I mean, the SEC is just deep as ever, man. The SEC is deep as ever, and <clears throat> it uh, <laughs> should be a blast. Should be a blast. By the way, some great... Some great midweek baseball today. Great midweek baseball. Steven Derrick says, need a Robbie prediction. And literally on cue, here he is. Robbie Davis, Zach, the Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, did you or did you not read Steven Derrick's comment and call in immediately after? Well, believe it or not, there's two reasons, well, three reasons why I'm calling in right now. First things first, I want to apologize for yesterday. 
I was not having a good day. And instead of shrugging it off, I kind of took it personal. And I'm sorry for that. As a matter of fact, the comments are off. But uh, I did not mean to. I was I was having a bad day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed yesterday. I was not in a really good mood. And instead of shrugging off the comment, I let it get to my head and it pissed me off. So I am apologizing publicly on air. So I am truly and truly, truly sorry. Yeah, for Rob, you're, you're good, Robbie. I was kind of just giving you more so crap yesterday, but no, you're good. You're good. I appreciate it. You're good. No, and, 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 you've, and you've hung out with me enough to know that it takes a lot to really piss me off. So you probably knew something was going on if Robbie's this upset over a comment. Indeed, yeah. Indeed. But anyways, anywho, water under the bridge, it is what it is. We're going to just move on. Shrug off, stand up, keep moving forward, as always. Mm. And I'm going to try to make this quick because my phone's on like less than 20 less than like 28 percent but i but depending on how tonight goes against north carolina a&t my prediction for the weekend might change okay <clears throat> if we wind up beating who we're playing who we playing tonight north Florida Ca- a&t north carolina a&t or north carolina a&t mm. okay yeah yeah if we wind up beating them 12 to zip i might keep my prediction the way it is but if it's close like it was on Sunday against Penn, I might pick us to win two out of three this coming weekend. Either way, we win the series if we win two out of three, okay? So losing a game is not that bad. Losing two games is bad. Because if you lose two games, you lose the series. Mm-hmm. So, depending on how tonight goes, my prediction for this weekend is subject to change. And again, kudos to the to the women for winning the SEC title, regular a regular season title. I, if you're betting against the Gamecocks, you're outside of your mind. For the women's for the women's tournament for the women's conference tournament, okay. I think we're going to take care of take care of business because, like I said several weeks ago, this team looks like it's on a mission, and Don Staley is at the helm. So, I think we'll take care of some take care of business and win a conference title again. And it's hard to believe she's been here for 15 years. It doesn't even feel like it's been that long, but she's been here for 15. That's almost as long as I've been alive, and I'm only 31, about to be 32. Yeah, I think you'd be crazy to bet against the Gamecocks to win the SEC tournament as well. But you never know. <laughs> but you never know. They lost. They didn't win it last year. Hey. They did not win it last year. So you, yeah, you really never know. Last year. You never and, know. And, and, and honestly, whenever it gets down to tournament time, especially whenever you're the best team in the country, you're going to get everybody's best shot 
no matter who you're playing against. doesn't matter if it's in the conference tourney. doesn't matter if it's in the NCAA tourney. You're going to get everybody's best shot because of what is next to your name, and that is number one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they will win it, but, uh, you know, we've played some close games this season. So, I, and, you know, I know, I know we're winning games, but we've, <clears throat> we've played some closer games than I expected. So, I, you know, it's – you know, there's pressure, you know, to stay perfect. There's definitely pressure, so. Yeah, for sure. But I think I think that by uh, Friday, they will – that Don Staley will, have, Don Staley will have them ready to go, and they know, and they know what they're gunning for. Mm-hmm. So, I think they will uh, definitely uh, take care of business. And my prediction for tonight – if it goes as I'm hoping, I think we can. I think we'll win um, eleven to nothing. And if that happens, I'm sticking with the sweep. If not, if it's close, then I'm probably going to change my prediction for the weekend. But I think we'll wind up. I think it's going to be eleven to nothing because I think these guys want to prove that. They don't want another Sunday or another game like they had on Sunday where they left so many runners on. And so I think they will uh, do their darndest to capitalize today mm-hmm. and take care of business. I don't know who's pitching for us today, but I, I know they're I know I know they're a darn good pitcher if they're pitching for South Carolina. But uh. uh yeah, James, James we'll Hicks. Nothing. James Hicks will get the oh, baseball Hicks is, today. Okay, yeah, Hicks is, is going. Yeah, yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and I'm I'm really not that worried if Hicks is pitching. I think you'll probably I was see. With him. I think you'll probably see a combination of Hicks, Eli Jones, Austin Williamson, yeah. Dylan Askew. You know, maybe right. some, maybe some others, but Nick Proctor maybe, but. Yeah, I think pitching. And, I think pitching. But, uh, yeah. I think pitching will dominate for sure. I mean, I you know again, I I, I feel yeah. confident you're going to get a, a solid win today, no doubt. For sure, for sure. But uh, that's all I got, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll uh, give you my prediction for this weekend. Robbie, how about I'll give it to you? Hey, how about Friday how about the, how on. about men's basketball tonight? Fifteen and a half point underdogs at Mississippi State. Any thoughts? I completely forgot about that. The I mean, good I, thing you said. So I mean, Robbie, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you, man. But most everybody else is tuned it out, also. So, no, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna watch nine o'clock tip off. Nine o'clock tip off. Oh yeah, I'll be up. I'm a night owl, man. I'll be up. I will definitely be up, but um. I, 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 I'm tempted to pick us to win just for the hell of it. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, we lost by 40 to Tennessee a couple of days ago, but. I mean, like you said, it, like you said it'd, be, it'd be for the hell of it, so why not? Oh, what the hell? I think, I think, I think, I think we'll uh, beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs 75, or no. Yeah, 75 to 65. 
I love that. I hope you're that right. Is if, that is if, if Hayden Brown stays out of foul trouble because he gets into foul trouble way too early in Austin, okay? But if he stays out of foul trouble, if Hayden Brown and Josh Gray stay out of foul trouble <clears throat> and Josh Gray has himself a double-double and Nietzsche Johnson starts, starts making shots from anywhere, okay, we're going to beat Mississippi State, no question. And you're, when we're going to miss shots tonight, don't you know, we're going to miss shots tonight, right? Because it's a 50-50 chance whenever you shoot a basketball anyway. You're either going to make it or you're going to miss. Okay? But the really great ones that turn out being great, they just keep shooting. They don't give it. They don't care. They just keep shooting. Because at some point, it's going to start falling and start falling consistently. And we've got to play better on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know what the heck G.G. Jackson's been doing, okay? But that whole letting them go right by you mess, uh-uh. You're supposed to be one of the best players in the state, and you're letting a dude go right by you for a dunk? Are you crazy? No. that No. You're supposed to stay in there and take the charge if you need to. I don't care. If you get a boo-boo, put some dirt on it and get over it. Build a bridge, Robbie. Facts. Build a bridge and and get over it. (laughs) Facts. Facts. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I will uh, definitely be uh, watching the baseball game, and then uh, I'll watch the basketball game later on this evening. And, uh, by the way, the Braves won yesterday. In the spring training game, if you didn't know, they won seven to zero. Love that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't caught any spring training, so <clears throat> I uh, I'll have to tune in. Excited, they won excited for MLB seven zero. Yeah, excited for MLB for sure. That'll be a lot of fun. Excited for the season. But, uh, going. That's all I got. And it and again, it's weird seeing me without a hat. It feels weird seeing me without a hat. Okay, because I'm so used to seeing me with a hat. It's just weird if I don't see you with a hat. Just wanted to surprise you, Robbie. Caught me off guard a little bit. That, that's, <laughs> then, then, I, then I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. I want to keep you on your toes. <laughs> and I and uh, and anywho, uh, I will see you in a couple of weeks because I think in April. No, not in a couple of weeks. More like a month because April the thirteenth, you'll be in Somerville for your uh, tour. Yeah. So yeah. I'll see you in about a month. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the tour, no doubt. But uh, that's all I got. Go Gamecocks. And uh, to heck with Clemson this week. To heck with them. To heck with them. The garbage. Well said. We'll talk a lot about it as we go through the week, Robbie. I appreciate you. For sure. Yeah, you too, buddy. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, as always. Uh, guys, we're going to jump into the break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843 
That is 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday again, the final day of February. Crazy time flies. Already two months into 2023. Uh, random side note, started the, the Netflix, the documentary Full Swing about the PGA Tour and Live Golf and golf as a whole. Really good. Two episodes in. Really good. Really, really good. I don't know how many of y'all have watched that, but uh, I was just really surprised by some things. I'll get to more in a little bit later, but really good. I would highly suggest. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you calling in. Hey, we're uh, having a little bit of trouble hearing you, my guys. Just make sure your, your phone's not like muffled or anything. Oh, sorry, brother. Yeah, no, I had my uh, finger covered with the damn speaker. Um, I'm actually driving, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, so I have a question. Um, how, how do you watch the baseball? Because uh, I have a fire stick <clears throat> uh, kind of TV thing, and I know you have to watch it on the regular cable TV. Is there any other way to watch baseball? Uh, SEC Network Plus, which would be on the ESPN app. So you can do that on your phone, your smart TV, your laptop, whatever. But uh, I mean, you you gotta have a you gotta have a login, my guy. You gotta have like a cable login of some oh, sort. Oh yeah. yeah, you gotta have. Yeah. I'm probably gonna have to ask my parents all that kind of stuff. I don't know about that. Um, yeah. So uh, the only problem, the only problem that I have a problem with, uh, you know, people saying like we're gonna only win like eight games because uh, we, I mean, we just got that five star tied in Nicholas Arbor. You know, I feel like he's gonna catch more balls this year uh, than Shaheen Bell did. And I, I feel like I, I'm I'm honestly feeling like we can win like at least ten to twelve games. I mean, I'm, Georgia's got a freshman QB. We still have the experienced quarterback. Uh, I mean, yeah, Georgia has a lot of you know five star players and all that stuff. But I mean, we we beat them before it happened in 2019, and we barely had players at the time. So 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 you and as I've said before, I respect all predictions. I, I ask this sincerely. So you believe yeah. South Carolina can go twelve and zero this season? I, I I honestly believe the way if we played like we did, you know, last year against Tennessee and Clemson and Notre Dame, like even though we lost by touchdowns, but we we were out of a lot of players. So yeah, I I honestly believe that we can we can go undefeated this year. Hunter, from your lips to God's ears, my friend, I would love nothing more than an undefeated season. <laughs> SEC championship, (laughs) here we come. Here we come. We're just hoping. Again. Zeers, my friend. uh, So what you're thinking on the men's basketball, I know we lost to Tennessee, but um, what you you thinking about? Uh, I mean, 15 and a half point underdogs. I have no expectations. My prediction for it, I actually do have a prediction that has not dropped yet. Um, I got 77 to 63. So I got us covering. I got us covering, but, you know, I, I, I don't expect yeah. us to get the W. I, uh, you know, I, I think you've got two games left. Mississippi State on the road tonight, of course. And again, I, I, I'm not very optimistic in it. And then uh, you got the Georgia Bulldogs on your home floor. So one, one last chance to get a home victory, which it is insane when you think about. Yeah. That there's a chance that we will close I mean, out this season with all, zero all we, all home wins. All we got to do is just click together. I mean, it doesn't seem like they did with Tennessee, but with Alabama, it seems like they were doing really, really good. And 
all of a sudden they just dropped again when they played them. So I, I don't get it. Yeah, Tennessee was a really bad matchup for us, the way they play in their roster and their size and athleticism. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I picked the loss, like I said. I mean, I you know, God bless you if you're still watching at this point. I mean, genuinely, truly, God bless you. You're, you're a you're a you're you're a you're a tried and true devoted gamecock. I mean, I'll be watching, but I'm a sicko. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm crazy. So that's right. why I'll be watching. But you know, if you're a gamecock fan and you're still watching this men's basketball team. God bless you. And if you go to CLA, I mean, you honestly deserve like season tickets for next year. You should, you should get that. You should get that. So. I, I mean, I was, we'll I was the same way too. I mean, like, I'm, I'm like, God bless you after the damn uh, Missouri game for in football. I, I was, I was like that. If you're still watching then God bless you. I mean, I, I was still watching the whole way through. I mean, I, I still watched the whole Missouri game, even though we were still losing. I knew we were going to lose that game. Still watched it. Still do the same thing with Florida, and I, 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 I I'm still, still Gamecock and always will be. So, yep, we're all Gamecocks forever and ever. But you know, I, I don't know. We've played better on the road, so you know, maybe we can do something to pull yeah. up an upset. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird how it goes. Um, I appreciate it, man. Hunter, I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you so much. No problem. Take it easy. Great stuff from Hunter, as always. And Hunter, going on record, really, truly, genuinely believes South Carolina can go 12-0 and this season. I feel like I should clip that just, just to, like, let the masses know, hey, we got faith, man. We believe in Beamer. We believe in Beamer. Greg Bedinger says, if we play like we did against Tennessee every week, we could go 12-0, but it's not likely. Well, see, Greg, I think that, you know, going into a football season, I, I think that's where folks get um, get a bit confused, if you will. And and that's, you know, why folks, some folks have trouble making predictions is because they predict as if their favorite team is going to play their best every week. And it just doesn't happen. Again, what makes, in my opinion, a team like a Georgia, an Alabama, like the elites, why are they able to go undefeated? Why are they the best of the best? It's like being a pro golfer. Hear me out. What makes a professional golfer is not that his best shot is in the hole. Hey, Slap dick amateurs can hit hole-in-ones. Normally, it's like the worst players that hit hole-in-ones, too. I mean, any slap dick can chip one, and any, any slap dick can hit the green. What makes the best of the best is their misses. Their misses are very small. Their misses are, are the best shots for the amateur, right? Like, their, their misses are very, very small. That's what makes them, and their consistency they consistently have small misses. That is what makes them so great. So take that over to college football, football as a whole, but definitely college football. South Carolina's best game could beat anybody. South Carolina's best game last year, I mean, if South Carolina, yeah, copy-paste what you did against Tennessee last year, you go undefeated. But it's not about when you play your best game and it all clicks and everything goes your way, can you win? No, no, you can win. It's about when you play your C game, can you still win? And there just aren't many teams that 
can get away with playing their C game. Georgia, they can play their C game and still win. They did it last year at Mizzou. They still got the dub. They found a way. Bama can play their C game and still win. The best of the best can do that. Their floor is so much higher. Right? Most of the time, it's not really even about raising your ceiling. It's about bringing your floor up. And I just don't think South Carolina is in a place right now. They're not going to play their A-plus game every game this fall. Newsflash, they're not. And that's okay, but they're not. Can you still win when you play your your C game? And unfortunately, and again, this goes for most teams in the SEC. That's why there's the craziness in the SEC. That's why there's the the craziness in the league. Because there's a bunch of teams that are separated by very thin margins. And one day, the 10th best team might play their A game. And the 4th best team might play their C game. And guess what? That A game is going to be good enough to win. Because there aren't many teams that can play their C game and get away with it. But Georgia can. Alabama can. The best of the best can, but there's a reason. They're the elites. That's one of the things that makes you elite. Will Hall says, good point about winning a C game. The Penn Series speaks to that. Very good, Will. Very good. Yes, yes, indeed. Can you can you still win when you don't play your best? Can you still, I mean, it kind of goes to a, to a pitcher in baseball. Can you still battle and be competitive and keep your team in the game and win the game when you don't have your best stuff? That's the true test, right? That's the true test like in the big leagues. Everybody's got good stuff in the majors. Everybody does. You wouldn't be there if you didn't. But when you don't have it, like when, when, you, when your slider, your curveball, your breaking stuff's not working, can you go to the changeup? You know, when your changeup's not working, can you rely on your fastball and your breaking ball? Like, are you able to do that? Are you able to work around it? And maybe you're not perfect, but you're good enough to keep your team in the game and win a ball game. That's really what separates, I think, the elites from the, you know, guys that are just just good. You know what I mean? There's a difference. And so it goes the same way with college football teams. When you don't have your best, can you still win? When you don't play your best, can you still find a way to win? South Carolina, it's just like last year, for example, guys, like the margin for error was just so small. And when the Gamecocks didn't play their best, they looked bad. We, we looked bad, dude. We looked bad. Those last two weeks were a lot of fun, but we didn't play our best. It just... It was tough. And again, that goes for most teams. Like, let's not pretend like that's just a South Carolina thing. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Luke RJ. Luke RJ, what's up, man? Good to hear from you. Been a while. Yeah, man. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's a beautiful day in the city. And uh, yeah, we're rocking and rolling here, man. So. I think it's a good day to talk about some pin baseball. <laughs> I got Fire a, I got away, my guy. Fire you. away. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, so what do you think the difference is between a good Ivy League school like Penn and let's say let's just say South Carolina? What 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 makes the difference? I get that any small school can be a big school. And any given day, is any in baseball. But what, what makes the difference, would you say? 
I mean, I, depth or... I, I would say number one, the yeah, I would say number one. I mean, just the overall talent of the rosters. South Carolina has more good players than Penn has. Depth. So, I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand. Depth. You got more good players than they do. Uh, you know, in regards to hitters, in regards to your pitching staff. So, I think that's probably number one. And I think that's probably just the main thing. I, I mean, you know, what makes South Carolina yeah. better than Penn? You just have more good players. Um, baseball is a game, though. I, 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 know, I know what you're getting at. Obviously, the conversation we had last night. But ba- baseball is a game where there are a lot of good players. Because it's such a skill game. I mean, again, that's what makes baseball different than football. Football is about brute strength. Size, speed, it's about those things. Baseball's yeah. not about those things. It's a skill game, right? It's a skill game, and it's a very hard game. We all know that. That's why small teams okay. are able to beat big teams, because if you've got one guy that, you know, maybe he got there and developed or he just wanted to go to your school, and, and you got a guy like Penn's got a guy throwing 95 on a Sunday – that gives you a chance. I mean, that's why you see midweeks, you see these big teams lose to the midweek team. I mean, Florida loses to South Florida. You see Arkansas loses two of three to freaking Eastern Illinois. You see, you know, Vandy loses to Central Illinois, I think it was, opening weekend or something like that. Like, it just – it happens. You know what I mean? And so, Penn had good players, though. Penn had some very good players. They had some very good pitchers. Very good pitchers. I mean, their third baseman – I mean, to your point, I would say this, Luke RJ. If the players on pin aren't comparable to other good baseball players, then like Wyatt Hensler, the third baseman, was a third team All American last year. Should those guys not be included on the All American teams because of the competition they're playing and who they play for? And you see what I'm saying? Like, baseball yeah. exists outside of the SEC. I'm not saying Penn's going to go to the regionals and, and, and go to the Supers and go to Omaha, but they had good players. They definitely had good pitchers. And like Skyland just highlighted, in case you missed it earlier, their Friday guy is going to Virginia next year, and their Sunday guy is going to, I think he said Duke or something. So, I mean, they, they've got a couple of guys that are literally transferring as grad guys, going to Power 5 schools, going to ACC schools. So – you know, they, they, that, yeah. that pin team had some capable players for sure. They're not an SEC team by any means, but, um, you know, they, they had some capable players, no doubt. Yeah, so, like, if you were to take that team and then put them up against, like, our schedule, like, every, you know, every, uh, like, just the whole year, they probably wouldn't, you know, come out with a better record than us or say another SEC school, right? You no, know? They, they'd struggle. I, I mean, listen, that's... listen, they'd struggle because over the course, that's why you play so many games because, you know, a team can lose one individual game in baseball because the, the number of outcomes are so random in baseball that it can happen, right? But, yeah, I mean, you, listen, you put, you put Penn up against the competition South Carolina faces – Weekend in, weekend out in the SEC, they, they'd struggle. There's no question they'd struggle. They don't have enough good players, right, to right. They got, withstand they got that schedule, early. to withstand that competition. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, I, I get the point that, uh, you know, they're a good team. Um, but there there is there is some things that separate, you know, an, a good Ivy League school or a small school from a Power Five still. I mean, if I get it's not the same as football, right? But isn't it? Isn't there some separation? I mean, there's a difference. I mean, there, there reason, is, but right? I, I don't think you can just blanket statement that for the entire group of five because, like, there are some really good group of five teams. I mean, dude, look yeah. at South Carolina last year. We were an SEC team. East Carolina would have smoked us. There, 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 were, there were a group of five yeah. teams that would have smoked us last year. So, I mean, it, it's not like a perfect – argument it's not just like well every power five team is better than every group of five it that's just not because again in you have to understand this my guy like in baseball group of five power five gold jacket green jacket who gives a shit you know it, it like it literally doesn't matter you don't have to see that's the difference luke rj like you don't have to go to the sec to get drafted in football in football if you don't go power five you're going to have a very hard time getting looked at. That's just the reality, yeah. dude. You're going to have a hard time getting drafted. That's how football is. That is not the case in baseball. If you're good, they'll find you. You can go to JUCO and get drafted. You can play D2. You can play D3. You can play NAIA. There are good players at every single level. Every single level. Yeah, Adam, Adam Strasburg, right, for uh, Washington. Yeah, Steven Strasburg, he he went to San Diego State. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's tons of there's tons of good players. Like, dude, again, it's it's power five literally does not matter in college baseball. Like I, I just it's it's not even really a good, you know, and I'm not knocking you, but it's just really not even a good argument. You know, I, I mean, yeah, sure, a school like Texas should have more good players than a school like, I don't know, Cal State Fullerton, but they don't. <laughs> like they don't you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's it's just not a perfect system dude like you can't use the argument that like in football it's like well the worst sec team is better than than everybody like you can't really use that in baseball you just can't use yeah it. that's true so i was just i was kind of saying that there is still a separation even though it's a different sport and it's not like football there is some kind of separation between uh the two and they may have some really good players like their top players um but from bottom from top to bottom um i guess that's why like you know the smaller schools like they get in the postseason and then you're pitching like you know like five games at a seven or what or whatever it is the system where like you get in a regional and then you go to a super and you're just that's where like the pitching kind of you got to have more pitchers, right? Is that accurate or? Yeah, pitching depth's a big one. Yeah, for sure. It's a big one. For postseason, right? Yeah, for postseason. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Pitching depth is kind of what separates you in the postseason. I mean, you need it. You need it, no doubt. Um, I mean, I, I think the intriguing thing about baseball, too, Lugarje, is this, again, like, I, I think the whole point was this. For those that don't, know why we're having this conversation had a big to do back and forth in in our discord about uh why did south carolina not move up in the polls why did they not move up in the power rankings and our good friend brennan m his argument 
that South Carolina should have. I thought the Gamecocks would a couple spots. They didn't. D1 Baseball had them at 23rd. And, you know, Brendan, we love Brendan. Brendan loves the banter. And his argument was, it's bullshit that we didn't move up. How could we not move up? Luke RJ's argument was, we beat a nobody. They're not very good. Or, you know, nobody, the, the, the national guys don't think Penn is good. It, it was a whatever, ho-hum type of performance. And that, there was a little more to it, but that was kind of the basis. Am I correct here? That was the basis of the conversation, right? Yeah. That was not, not moving. I mean, I would have moved him up a couple spots just because, like, even if you say that Penn is – they're not this or that. Like, there are other teams losing games to teams that are similar to Penn. So, I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing it. SEC teams are not – not everybody's taking care of business. You know what I mean? So, like um, – And I we think – We did it last year. Awesome. Yeah. We I mean, did I, it last year. Yeah. I, I, and I will say this. Like, I think Penn that's – a, that's a team where it's like – I think just the fact you swept them is a big deal. Like, that's a team that, like, you take two out of three and you'd still consider that a good weekend. I, I do. I Like, right, with the arms they rolled out there, the fact you were able to take all three games is impressive in my opinion. I'm not saying you should get an award for it or a, or a banner, but, like, early season, that's a, that's a nice, solid series W. Solid series sweep. Um, but, you know, again, you know, what, you know what I think that baseball has that, like, football, again, doesn't have is, like, you can it's it's you can go cold in baseball, football. You I, I don't really think you do that. You you don't play enough. You don't play enough to go cold. Like it's, you know, I mean, if Spencer Rattler goes out there and throws three interceptions and goes ten for thirty two, and he comes in the post game and says, "Well, Luke R.J. Sorry, I'm just I'm just cold right now." I don't think you're going to be happy with that. I don't I don't think you're gonna you're gonna accept that. Okay, he's just cold. He'll get he'll get hot again. You just you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna rock with that. So, and if you get cold the wrong time, you can lose to a pin. You can lose to a a mid-major, you know, in baseball. So, yeah. I, you know, it's it's funny, though. You know, you're not the first person. Like, Brad Crawford, again, my, my good buddy, obviously, he he texted me before. He, he just – he can't wrap his brain around how SEC teams, for example, can lose to these tiny schools. He just can't wrap his brain around it. And I'm just like, dude – it's baseball. There's a lot of good players. The beautiful thing about baseball yeah. is that you can't just use your size and your speed to bully the other guy or run around with the guy. You have to throw the ball across the plate and give the other man a chance. That's what makes baseball beautiful, in my opinion. There's no running out the clock. Yeah. You can't sit on the football and, and milk the clock. And You have to throw the ball across the plate and give the other guy a shot. You have to. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You have to to complete the game. I love that about it. I love that about the game. Yeah, well, the perfect example of that is the uh, the Saturday game where we won one to nothing. I mean, they basically shut us down with well, whoever they threw out there, and we we just couldn't hit them. So I mean, their guy, their you know, their starter was doing pretty good, and our guy did enough to to you know our guys. Just shut them out or whatever, and the, the score was one to nothing. I mean, the game, the way you score is not the same as football. I mean, I get all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just I was kind of more just uh, trying to come up with a reason why we didn't move up or or down or not. Like I, I get the way baseball works. I mean, maybe just people didn't uh, think like 
it's like it's not glaring that oh South Carolina swept ten, so they should be, you know, and they're undefeated. It's like I was just trying to come up with a reason why maybe we didn't we didn't uh, move up. So yeah, and to but, be uh, and to I'll be talk, yeah, and I was just gonna say, and, and to be fair, I mean again, the top twenty five poll, how much does it mean in college baseball? Honestly, not a ton because you keep guess what you keep winning. It all takes care of itself. It really does. Yeah, and there's so many games to look at. It's not like they can just evaluate, you know, every single game and you know who everybody's playing. I mean, I'm sure that would take like a lot of uh, more more in depth analysis than uh, than just like a football schedule. Right. But uh, so moving to football. Um, Real quick, I know I'm on a long call here, but no, you're good. I would say nine and I would say nine and three is uh is what we sh- should be the goal. Um, I think it's possible. Um, and I think you, you know you made a good point when the logging stuff was going on is that it's really going to come down to what we can do this year is how good the offense looks. Like, I mean, it's, that's really all it comes down to. I think the defense will be there with Clayton White. The stats aren't always good but uh, or glaring or, like, you know, whatever. But we we played good enough on defense to win pretty much well, last year every game, you know, except for Georgia and, you know, some other games. But uh, I think the defense will be there. It really just depends on the offense. Well, and I think I think to your point, Luke RJ too, and I, I'm not saying that we should just embrace it. Oh, you know, whatever. I don't. It doesn't matter if we're terrible defensively. We'll just because I mean, you still want to field a good defense, right? And, and and defense wins championships. But dude, football's offense, bro. It's all about offense. It's all about offense. So I mean, you know, you, you don't just want to be, you know, just 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 giving up fifty a game. But it really is about scoring points. I mean, it is, man. Like. You know, I I don't think the yeah. point of emphasis should be well. We gotta we gotta hold the opponent to twenty points per game or seventeen points. Like you're just not doing that anymore in college football. Like, what's more important? What's more? Where should you allocate your focus to trying to have an elite defense or having an elite offense? Like, I think offense because the game is literally at this point geared for offense. The way they're calling it's for offense. So you better be able to score. If you have a bad defense, is it going to cost you? I mean, sure it is. And I know Georgia, hey, their model would completely refute everything I'm saying. And I think to win a national championship, right, you have to be a complete football team. But I'm just saying that if you have a solid defense, great. That's awesome. But you better have a good offense in today's college football because if you don't, you don't have a chance. That, again, is why I think Tennessee is going to continuously year after year after year catch a lot of hype because they're going to be good on offense. They're going to be good on offense. They've got a quarterback-friendly system. They're going to have good quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are going to put up gaudy numbers. So they're going to have a good chance to have a good season because if you have a good offense, you're going to have probably a pretty good season. Now, what's the difference in having a good season and competing for a championship? Of course, you got to be a complete team. You need that defense to complement the offense. But I just feel like in college football now, if you don't have a good offense – you just don't stand much of a chance almost. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it's a great point. The offense certainly will be the focus going into this season as well. Yeah, and I don't even really know exactly where the losses will be because last year was 
you know, unexpected about who we would beat a little bit, except for like, you know, Georgia and, um, you know, Clemson will always be tough, but, uh, you know, we, we may beat somebody that, uh, has a a down year or somebody we're not supposed to. So I just think, I think being in, uh, he can get us to nine and, uh, possibly. And I think that's, that should, that should be like, you know, where everybody should be at, I think, because, you know, it's still hard. You make, you, you, you make a good point about the schedule and where we're favored. And so we're going to have to be some teams where we're not, you know, favored in the, in those games. So I think that's fair, but would you, would you think that our roster is better this year than it was last year? That's a really or, good question. You, that's, that's a really good question. I think that top to bottom, I, I would I would venture to say that our roster has more talented players on it. Are all of those guys ready to make big time contributions? I, I don't know necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of that yeah. talent is freshmen, and so like obviously Nicholas Harbor is going to play, but like. Is is Big Tree going to play? Is Trovon Bow going to play? Are are, the, are those other offensive linemen? How many of those defensive linemen are going to play? Is uh, you, you know Desmond Umio Zulu like how many of those guys are going to play? Um, yeah. So I think this year's team probably has more talent top to bottom. Does it have more talent that's actually going to contribute? I guess that's the right. question. I mean, I, I think our roster is actually pretty similar, to be honest with you, um, because because the guys you lost to the portal. I mean, I, the portal killed you, man. The portal killed you. The portal giveth and it taketh away, but it killed you. I mean, let's let's just call it for what it is. I mean, I, I know that you know it's funny when they're Gamecocks fans want to praise them and sit, you know just they're the best ever, and then when they leave, like, well, they weren't that good anyways. It's like which one are they? So like. You know, you lose Jordan Birch, you lose Marshawn Lloyd. I, I know Jaheim Bell, we feel some type of way staying on business, but you lose him too. I mean, um, how much of an impact does it make, I guess? I mean, thankfully you get Jordan Strong on the edge back from injury, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we're comparable. I, I, I'm a little nervous about the defense, to be totally honest with you. I think week one is going to be really interesting with UNC and, and their offensive attack. I, I know Drake may look like crap in the season, but – that's going to be a game I think you probably need to score in the 30s for sure. Maybe a really fun football game, back and forth, shootout type of game. Um, so, you know, but anytime, man, listen, anytime you lose the type of talent you lost on defense, um, you know, it's 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 going to be a storyline. It'll be interesting to see if they can replace them, but – uh, and then, and then on the offensive side, you still have questions there. So I, know, I know you add, by the way, Trey Knox. I don't, I don't want to leave him out. That that was a, I think, uh, you know, you replaced Jaheim Bell with Knox, and I think we feel good about that replacement. But you know, I think you still need to find wide receiver two. I think you still need to find your running back. I, you know, it's it's you need to find your solid five up front. So, but I mean, there's questions every year. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say that. You know, I just like to present all sides of it. You know what I mean? Positive, the questions. And you go from there. So, um, but I, I, I agree yeah. with you on this front. Nine and three should absolutely be the goal. Absolutely. I think eight and four is still a good year. I think anything less than eight and four, you start reaching disappointment territory. And obviously anything nine and three or better, I would say, is, is a great year. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, Beamer just he 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 won with the roster he had the first year. He won won with the roster he had the second year. You got to think maybe just if the roster is even or better or whatever, just three years in the program, the leaders in the locker room. You got to think maybe that he can make, he can make it happen again just with uh, just with you know that that playing a factor. You know, mm-hmm. people in the people in the program longer and. And he, he just he just finds a way, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I'm thinking. Um, but we're, we're gonna find out, and it's hopefully, uh, you know, it'll be fun to watch spring ball because a lot of new players are gonna get a chance. So, yes, it will. Definitely. Yes, it will. Yeah, got a lot of young guys. I think, especially on that defensive front, that are gonna have to step up, make a make a contribution immediately, no doubt. All right, Chris. Luke RJ, you're the man. I appreciate the call, my friend. Great stuff. All right. All right, take care. All right. Great stuff from Luke RJ, guys. We're going to roll through the end of the show. No break. Uh, we just got seven minutes to go. I appreciate Luke RJ. It's always a great conversation with Luke. And, uh, yeah, so Travis says, is Harbor a day one starter at wide receiver next year? I, I think so. I, I You know, I, I is he a technically listed as a starter? I don't know, Travis, but he's going to play. He's going to play. I, I don't see any scenario in which he doesn't. I I'd be shocked if he didn't. So, let's jump to the phone lines here. Howdy. Scotty, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Man, so I was just going to get the uh, Luke RJ's point about the whole baseball thing or, you know, the Penn series or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally thought we were going to be ain't no weird a couple of spots, but to the whole, like, standpoint as to, like, why we didn't or whatever else, and you were explaining different things. I, I'm just going to put this analogy out there, and I think you'll 110% agree with me. But, like, if you go on the football perspective, most of the time your recruits are coming from, you know, 5A high schools up to your 7A high schools. And those are where, you know, those players go to SEC caliber schools. Baseball is a little different. Like, with football, you go to all these camps. With baseball, you go to all these perfect game or PBR tournaments, and that's how you get noticed. I've known guys that come from Christian schools, like private schools, from like 3A high schools. Like, of course, they come from big-time schools as well, but that's what makes baseball so different is – you get guys from lower-level high schools based on their talent. Like, you look at the running back we got from Newberry. You know, he's a graduate. He had to go to a Division two school. He had to break all these records to then get an SEC opportunity. I know guys in baseball that go straight to JUCO when they graduate. They go play one-year JUCO, and now they're in an SEC caliber school in baseball. Um, and that's just like, in my opinion, what makes baseball so differently. And like, you look at the pros, like you got, you know, guys that come from lower level high schools or lower level colleges that are MLB all-stars. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to come from a, a power five school when it comes to baseball. And that's what I love about baseball compared to, you know, any other sport. I think that's why my passion is baseball more than anything else. Um, just because it's so much different. 
if that makes any sense. No, yeah, there's a lot of great players. And I think the other thing too, Scotty, you make a lot of great points about the the showcase world and kind of the way that operates. But also too, you know, you could mention that recruiting in baseball, it starts so unbelievably early. Like South Carolina, I mean, the guys that they're bringing in, they started recruiting like five years ago. Like guys commit as freshmen in high school. They commit as freshmen, right? That's not the case in football. Like, and so you've got guys that are late bloomers as as juniors and as seniors, maybe, that, you know, these SEC schools are they're, they're they're filled up. You know what I mean? Like they they've been recruiting guys they're gonna bring in since they were literally in like eighth grade, some of them. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, so like that too. Yeah. And some guys slip through the cracks. Some guys are late bloomers, right? Some guys have a crazy growth spurt and you know, their junior year, they're throwing 81, 82, and then all of a sudden their senior year, they're throwing 94. It's like, it doesn't make any sense, but it just, it happens in baseball, I man. It does. It happens. It happens. And so, like, yeah, not I mean, everybody, not everybody can go D1. That's okay. But that's how, you know, again, speaking of Luke RJ and everybody else who maybe doesn't understand, that's how a team like Penn can have good, like, that's how these mid majors can have good players. You know, or or you're a school like East Carolina where it's like, bro, we're competing against you directly. Like, we're just a good program. We're Coastal Carolina. Like, we're just a good program. We can just go recruit the same way you can. But, like, some other schools, like, I mean, you know, it's not – listen, it, it's not perfect in this instance. If South Carolina played Newberry in football 100 times, South Carolina would win 100 times. They'd win every single one of them. I feel confident saying yeah. that. If South Carolina played Newberry in baseball a hundred times, South Carolina would not win a hundred times. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't. The game's too random. And, like and Newberry's got like good players. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it's it's the 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 parody in baseball exists much greater than any other sport. Definitely. And I mean, to your point, like a guy that you'll probably here this weekend to be honest because he plays for Clemson but one of my good buddies coming through high school Tristan Smith you know his first offer was from South Carolina I think our freshman year high school um and he was you know he's a lefty and so like here's the other thing that like I will point out what separates division one and division two of baseball hitting wise is you can go back tied to the long ball you know division two is a lot of poolside guys Look at Gavin Cassis. He did it to Queens last week. He takes, you know, a curveball right around the shin and takes it halfway up the bleachers in left field. Mm-hmm. He goes back tied with the long ball. That's what separates Division One and Division Two when it comes to baseball. But you look at the pitching side, I mean, like, they recruit a whole lot younger, but that's because with baseball, you've got all these showcase things that you get to go to instead of just going to college camp so to speak, for football. Um, that That's kind of what separates baseball and football, and that's why I love this. Is, you know, and injuries are a big deal. Like, and I know that, you know, coaches realize that at the college level, that these guys can get hurt or whatever else. But, I mean, that's what I love about baseball, dude. It's so, it's so good. I mean, you look at last year, like, because we lost all these midweek games, like, you look at Xavier, they beat us 15 to, like, 6 or 7. PC beat us. Upstate beat us. The Citadel beat us. Like, UNC Greensboro beat us opening weekend last year. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at schools like that, they have the ability to go and beat Power 5 schools when it comes to baseball because 
there's a lot of local talent when it comes to baseball more than there is a lot of local talent when it comes to football. Um, and that's kind of the difference. But I know it is 2 o'clock, and I know you're wanting to get off of here. So I am going to let you go. But I was just going to throw a few of those points out as to why, you know, we didn't necessarily move up or why it's a little different from, you know, these Ivy League schools or, you know, whatever type of schools compared to SEC or Power 5 schools when it comes to baseball. I was just going to throw a few of those points out there because I'm around that stuff day in and day out with my age. Um, and a lot of my friends go through the same stuff. So, I mean, I was just going to throw that out and hopefully a little eye-opener to everybody that was, you know, in that discussion last night or whatever else. But you're wanting stuff to do. So go enjoy the hot day, man. It feels great out here. We love this type of weather. It feels like baseball weather now. Yeah. No, Scotty, I, I appreciate the call, man. It's great stuff, great insight, and uh, valuable insight for sure, my friend. I appreciate it. Definitely. Have a good one, man. Great stuff from Scotty Griffin. Yeah, great way to end the show, man, also. I appreciate it. I love the banter. Uh, I encourage y'all to keep calling in, obviously. I, 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 you know, I don't know at this point if y'all need the encouragement, but dude, I love it. I love it. The beauty's in the banter, truly. I love the conversation, love the back and forth, and you know, that's that's the beauty of this show of the Daily Crow is I don't I don't know if you guys really really and if you don't, I'll just tell you. Like I just so truly genuinely appreciate y'all calling in because maybe y'all don't realize that like the the conversations that we have and the banter and the things you guys bring up, it sparks content. I mean, it creates content, right? Literally, like the clip I posted this morning was from a call from a question I got, right? So I appreciate that. It's almost like it it, uh, it takes almost some of the pressure off me to where, like, I don't have to go into every show and say, well, I'm going to talk about this topic and this topic. Like, I let you guys lead the show, and that's exactly how I want it to be. And so I love the calls. I love the questions. I love the banter, and I truly appreciate it. Guys, that being said, we are going to get out of here. Check out TDC podcast version uh, that will drop 3 o'clock today. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Of course, big day today, Gamecocks on the Diamond taking on – North Carolina A&T tonight on the hardwood in Starkville, taking on Mississippi State. Of course, the women's SEC tournament will begin for the Gamecocks on Friday. Looking forward to it. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. I'll leave you with this. Go Cox. Beat North Carolina A&T. Beat Mississippi State. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.